Hey everybody, Rob here. Just a quick heads up before you listen to this latest batch of interviews between myself and Josh that we will mention a couple times in this episode that the fourth episode of Josh's Survivor preview series, first one out, has not dropped yet. That was actually true at the time that we recorded this on Monday afternoon. We have since posted the fourth episode of first one out and hopefully you have already heard it. If not, you can listen to that at robinswebsite.com slash first one out. Hope you enjoy our interviews with Ben and Allie. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrinino back here with another one of our Survivor pre-season interviews that were recorded on location in Fiji by this man, the great Josh Wiggler. Josh, how are you? I'm doing swell. Oh my God, I'm excited to, to talk about Ben Rebergen, not mm-hmm. Ben Rebergen. Well, yeah, that's what I <laughs> thought privately. I'm glad that uh, you're the only other person maybe that's having that observation so far, at least that I've heard, where well, if you say his name yeah. fast enough, it sounds like he could be Ben Rebergen. Undercover Benry? Is this a thing? Is this happening? Could He'd this be, be deep undercover. <laughs> yeah. He's all tatted up. He's got a he's got a nice beard going on. Uh I don't think that this is secretly uh Benry from Survivor Nicaragua making a surprise Survivor comeback. But you never know. Weirder things have happened. Mm, you never know, but sometimes <laughs> you know. <laughs> and also I don't know if weirder things have happened. That would be really, really, really super strange. Yeah, I could imagine the scenario, though, where Benry is on Undercover Boss. And I do think that this would be similar to the out the costume they would put him in to go undercover so nobody would recognize him. Oh, that sounds spectacular. Yeah, but yeah, he would he would be unrecognizable for sure. <laughs> certainly. Certainly. Anyway, but, a lot of talking about Benry right off the top. That was a surprise. Right. Okay. So uh, no dirt squirrel talk here after this point. So Ben and Allie, that's what we're going to be talking about here today on the seventh edition of our Survivor preseason interviews. And Josh, I have had a great time up until this point. So I hope we can keep the good vibes going. I thought that you meant that like because we were now like so deep in Benry territory that you were no longer <laughs> No, we're, we're, we're done with Benry. That's a no. wrap on Benry for this podcast. A rehap on Benry. Uh, I can't wait for that podcast. All right. So, yeah. So we're talking about Ben Dreebergen. Uh, and we're also talking about Allie Elliott of the Hustlers Tribe. And as we talk about Allie, we will close the book on the Hustlers Tribe. We will have heard from every single member of that tribe officially here on Rob Has a Podcast. And this week is also Hustlers Week on THR and on First One Out. So uh, it's a big week for the Hustlers here. Big week for the Hustlers as we are inching closer and closer to the Survivor Season 35 premiere coming up on Wednesday the 27th. Okay, so you want to talk Bendry? Yes, yes. Uh, let's talk about Ben Dreebergen. Uh, he is one of the heroes, and of course, that he was featured on the first one out episode, uh, the first tribe preview. And uh, he has a very interesting background, Josh. Yeah, so he is, uh, he's done a lot of different things. He's lived in a lot of different places, has worked his way across America. I think that he is most known um, in Survivor right now. He's kind of, you know, being billed as he's the former Marine. Uh, Sounds like he, you know, had a heck of an experience uh, as a Marine. Uh, You know, a lot lot going on there, of course. Uh, But he's a really, he's a really jovial guy, I found. He's easy to talk to. He's very funny. Uh, cares a lot about his family. He has a, a wife and two kids. They enjoy Survivor Nights every Wednesday. They put the kids into movie night mode where they go off into their room and they watch a movie 
while Ben and his wife watch Survivor. So this guy's a fan. He watches weekly. Uh, and I guess we'll find out how he's going to do on the show this season. Uh, and you can start to get a little bit of a taste uh, beyond what you heard in First One Out, beyond what you've read about the guy. We have this personalized RHAP interview to listen to. Okay, and I'm not sure if it comes up in this interview, but in First One Out, I thought it was like really poetic the way that you and Jeff were describing the way that, hey, this game is a million dollar prize. And I feel like that sometimes that's lost on us in terms of the way that we talk about this game and how else can you go out into the world where you say, Hey, here is, you know, a million dollars that's up for grabs. I could go away for five weeks and come back with a life changing amount of money for my family. And I think that there's really something that gets lost about the epicness of that. Just, you know, this is the 35th time that we're doing this. But I thought that that was something that was really outstanding that you guys were talking about in first one out. Yeah, I do think that that's something that, you know, even I don't really consider too much. And I consider Survivor to be pretty epic. Obviously, I've devoted a lot of my life to thinking about this show. Uh, But I, I do think that there is this epic adventure quality of potentially forever changing your life. You know, basically, no matter how it's going to go, you have the potential to really, really alter the course of your destiny. Uh, Hopefully positively, maybe not always positively, but that's the goal here. It's for the quest. You're there for fun. You love the game. You want to play. All of that is great, but potentially you can change the lives of people that you love uh, and your own as well. And Ben is very much out here for his family, as he has told me multiple times. I'm sure he'll tell us again right here. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's see what Ben has to say. Uh, Ben, you're now on Rob has a podcast. Okay. This is Rob has a podcast right now. How do you feel about that? Do you feel great? Feel, feel pretty good. Yeah, feel good. Rob, how you doing, bud? Rob's doing great. Rob's good. doing well. I can speak on his behalf. So I've got 10 questions, kind of survivor speed dating, something along those lines. All right. Are you ready to embark upon a journey? With let's, me? let's speed date. All man. right. Let's speed date, man. All right. So why are you on survivor, Ben? I'm, on Survivor to win a million dollars, period. I'm on Survivor to make my life and my family's life better. Uh, we have a good life, but a little bit of money won't hurt. Cool. Um, who are you going to try to play like? Are there other players in Survivor history that you kind of want to emulate or things about their games that you like? Um, I like Keith and I like JT, but I want them mixed together because uh, JT's first go-round, he played an honest game, stuff like that. Second one, he tried to play a little dirty given the... Uh, what was it? The yeah, note to the, the idol. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. And then the third time, he goes home with an idol, right? Yeah. But I do like JT's mindset on how he thinks Keith, because he is able to build relationships when he's not telling people that, you know, they found idols underneath the ground when they never did. You You'll know? stick to the plan. I'll stick to the plan. Yeah, I'm going to stick to the plan. We're going to be all right. All right, cool. I'm a big Keith fan, so right. that was a great answer. Yeah. Very happy with that answer. Uh, least favorite survivor. Who's your least favorite survivor player ever? Least favorite survivor ever. Honestly, after last season and what's her name? Debbie? Debbie. God dang her. Like, she, she's a... Oh, I don't know. Her... And then Cass, I think the two, but you know they're strong women and, and stuff, and they played played good. But I think Debbie, after last season, takes the the, the crown away because the whole acting of like oh, I'm angry and starts doing push ups and well, I don't know. She's just it's good TV. She's a character. Hell, I watched it. You know, <laughs> while I was watching, I was like, what is this lady doing? Oh, so, but yeah, I'd probably say 
say her. Okay. Um, how do you plan to start? It's day one. Feet on the beach. You're with your tribe. What's your ideal day one, the first day of the game, if things go the way that you want them to go? Ideal day one. Um, we start building that camaraderie of being a team. Um, we got to build the shelter, get the fire going, and stuff like that. But we also have to get to know each other. If we coerce together and become a team... We don't have to go to that dread, dreaded first tribal, right? So being able to build a team, a tribe, on that first day is going to be key in staying away from that first tribal. How much time are you going to spend looking for idols? Are you going to be an idol guy? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware that idols are out there. I'm not going to go up and Tony it and just be like, ah, You're not going to speak llama uh, and run yeah, la, 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 yeah. yeah, and just start running around looking for idols. Ty, same kind of thing. He, he, everyone knows Ty's looking for idol. JT took him out in the ocean, dropped him off. I'll go back and get the pliers, look for idol. Hold up. It's just so interesting to me, like, what a time capsule that everybody that you talk to at this point, it's like that you really can tell that they are in five weeks into Survivor yes. Game Changers and their... It's very front of mind. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. of their worldviews are like things that happened in the first four or five weeks of Survivor Game Changers. It's just interesting. I hate, I hate Sandra. Ty is the idol collector. Yeah, Tony These are the only two goes people who, the idol. who right. have ever played Survivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Not it's one person even mentions Sarah who won the season. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, she was pretty quiet at that point. Yeah. Yeah, this is interesting. Yep. So you're not going to strand anyone on the ocean? No, I mean, if I have to, like, in JT's situation, that was brilliant. Yeah. He's on the bottom, new tribe swap, everything like that. I'm going to be a little bit more tactful about it. You know, go get wood, go go to the bathroom, stuff like Just keep my eye out, you know, and stuff like that, but not so blatantly and be out there so long. Cool. How much Survivor have you seen? Before we did this podcast, you were talking about you've got a Survivor Wednesday ritual. Right. Yeah. So, so how much have um, you seen? I, we've, well, since my boys five... We've last six years, six years. So that's what twelve episodes. Yeah, it's twelve seasons. Yeah, that's 12, a lot. Yeah, so yeah, we've been on it, watching it for that long. So watching the game evolve and not knowing what's happening next is 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 amazing. And being here and being to participate as a fan, but is that terrifying as a player? Um, I think some of my experience in life kind of. You're only good until the first bullet or the first vote, in this case, flies, right? You can plan all you want, but once some votes start flying around and, you know, alliances start happening, like... You got to adjust. You got to assess and adjust the situation and try to stay one step ahead of the game and read into what's going to happen next, next week. Cool. Um, the best advice you received before you came out here, what was that from anybody? Anybody who knew you were coming out here and was, you know, my wife, bone by eye. my wife told me, she said, do what you got to do to come home. She said, if you need to cuddle or flirt, do it, but there will be no slap and tickle. And I said, yes, dear. <laughs> like, I won't. Yes, ma'am. You have them. You have them in your purse. Don't worry. They ain't going nowhere. Uh, she's happy. She's excited for me. She knows I'm going to do good. On the same breath, my personality, like, she, I'm a teddy bear and I'm a grizzly bear. So try to keep the grizzly bear to one side and stay more on the teddy bear side, and I think I'll do fine. Is the grizzly bear going to come out? The Is grizzly, that inevitable? Uh, it's probably inevitable. With Well, yeah, I mean, you got stress and hunger and everything like that and people lying, and, and you got to know that that's going to happen. I'm going to try to keep him contained as much as I can. 
odds are he'll, he'll come out okay. at some point. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Um, what's the sneakiest thing you're willing to do out here? Like you talked about the JT example before of like leaving somebody out in the ocean. What is the wildest, sneakiest thing that you're willing to do to play survive? Sneakiest thing I'm willing to do? There's nothing that I won't do. If I have to throw, you know, sneakily rice in the fire, if I have to throw... Um, I don't know. Make fake idols. Like, it don't matter. If it can further me and my alliance at that point longer in the game, I'm going to do it. You know? Um, watching Dave make that fake idol on Jay. It's pretty fun. Was awesome. It was awesome. He set him up so good, you know? And so, um, and like I said, with JT pulling him out, there's nothing, there's nothing that I won't do. If I can be sneaky, I'm going to be sneaky. Cool. Um, what are the other players going to dislike about you? Is there something about you that you know is just going to rub somebody wrong? I really hope it's not my social game. I think that might be a threat to people. Um, I have a tendency to make people laugh, have a tendency to, you know, be a good old boy and have fun around camp, get job done, get the job done, you know. And so I think that might be my biggest weakness is I'm too personable and too liked. Yeah. What do you? Why, why should people pick you to win? Final question, easy one. Why Final, should people pick you to win? Why are you going to be the guy on the I'm end? Gonna, of I'm going to blindside. I'm going to find the idols. I'm going to do what I have to do to build that resume that you have to have now on Survivor to win that million dollars and become the sole survivor. There's, there's nothing that I won't do to try to build my resume to get me so I can stand in front of the final jury and they'll have no doubt that I'm going to win a million dollars. Awesome. Okay. All right. All right. That's the that's the new Bendry. Benny D. Okay. Benny D. The funk's on me. What do you think of Bendry Bergen? No, I think that he is going to be very fun to watch. I mean, I like the idea that he is willing to do anything. So you really don't know where, you know, to break out sort of like the Dungeons and Dragons. Is he going to be sort of chaotic good? Is he, uh, you know, does he have like a Hans-like streak in him if he's willing to do anything for his family? You know, that's also the same type of language that uh, Kyle Jason was using right. coming into the game. So we really Where don't is he know. On that spectrum? Right. Is he become, does he become a rootable fan favorite like a Keith or is he somebody who really does let the grizzly bear come out over the course of the game? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a good way of setting it up. And he, you know, he does that himself is he's got the teddy bear and he's got the grizzly bear. And I think that you want to have some combination of both because you want to be liked. You want to be likable. You want people to want to root for you when you get there to final tribal council. But in order to get there, there are going to be moments where you got to let the grizzly out. And it really is just a question of what's that balance going to be? I think that's a very, very astute uh, observation, Rob. I think that that's good. Um, but I think it just in my experience, when I was sitting across from him, uh, I found Ben to be so charming. Like I thought that he was hilarious. I thought that he was really funny. He does have this laugh that like just makes you laugh, uh, has this very great voice, I think. Um, and he does have the, uh, this aesthetic of a Keith nail, you know, he kind of looks like he's gonna, you know, he's probably on the show because he's sort of like the friendly burly guy. Like that's what he kind of just looks like. I think, um, but I do wonder, you know, that's a that's a it's a solid question of like he has the motivation. He's out here for his family. He's out here to win that million at all costs. 
And what does the extreme version of that look like is definitely something to keep in mind for sure. Okay. And I like that he has told his wife there will be no slap and tickle going on there. (laughs) And so I I Googled that on the Urban Dictionary because I am not familiar with that term. And so uh, now I know. What did you discover? Slap and tickle is sexual activity that is not serious. All right. So... Uh, unserious sexual now, again, activity. Does that mean serious is okay? No, I doubt it. I think that he's uh, <laughs> just, oh, that, forget about it, ladies. Right. No sexual activity coming from uh, the grizzly bear on this season. No genre of slap and tickle. I think I say genre bear. Here. No genre bear. <laughs> I don't know why we're, where are we? Where are we? What is I think this? he was open to slap and tickle. I think that I think was part of the dead. problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was up for it. I think he was really, he's going to get slapped. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And not tickled. No, not tickled at all. (laughs) Okay. All right. So there is Ben, our second person today that we're going to be uh, talking about, Allie, Allie Elliott. And for me, she's a little bit of a blind spot so far on this season because obviously we have not done this interview and... I have not heard her yet on First One Out. I don't think that she has been featured very much on First One Out. So she's probably the contestant of the 18 that I know the least about at this point. Yeah, no, she's been quiet so far because we haven't really delved into the hustlers. Uh, She does have that kind of intense moment towards the end of the first episode of First One Out where it comes out that she knows somebody on this cast. Uh, she is playing Survivor with somebody oh, she that knows. Was her. So that's Allie. So that's something that Allie is bringing to the table. I think that that will be uh, that will be revealed in the Hustlers chapter. It might be revealed in this podcast, uh, but we'll we'll let that happen if that happens. Uh, so Allie is interesting. Allie, I thought was uh, was a really focused individual. She kind of has this intense look that sort of sucks you in. Uh, she is a Survivor fan, longtime Survivor fan, has watched a good amount of the show. Uh, it means a lot to her family, uh, Survivor. Uh, she has an uncle who uh, she says was an alternate for Survivor one year, uh, did not make it on, and he passed away during a trip to Jerusalem uh, and kind, you know, kind of this really intense experience. Um, and so she, she was talking to me about how she feels very powerfully connected to Survivor and the fact that she's out there is sort of insane to her. But she also talked about how like she cannot let anybody know how much this means to her. Like she cannot let anybody know just how into Survivor she is because she feels that one of her assets is that she kind of just comes across as like the friendly, helpful person on the tribe. Uh, somebody who's kind of a little bit just there and could just sort of be like your best friend and just cozy up next to you. And maybe you're not necessarily thinking that she's really wheeling and dealing and really thinking about the game on a granular level. So that's something that she was telling me that she really wanted to hide. Uh, I thought Allie was very shrewd, really well-spoken. Uh, and uh, walking away from that interview was uh, was a top winner pick candidate for me, Allie Elliott. So I liked Allie right away from that conversation, even though she has, you know, potentially a very interesting situation uh, with the fact that she knows somebody that she's competing against. All right. Let's listen to Josh's interview with Allie, the celebrity assistant from the Hustlers Tribe. To Glozell Green. Do you know Glozell Green? I do know of her. Yes, I know who that is. 
What is a Glozel Green? She is a YouTube personality, and um, I, the, my familiarity with her comes from uh, not necessarily from seeing her YouTube channel, but that a couple of uh, maybe last year, Kurt Clark, a great friend of the podcast and of yours and mine, that he made me watch a Joey Graceffa YouTube series. And Joey Graceffa is a, in addition to being a YouTube superstar, he's also a two time amazing racer. He was a uh, part of the team. YouTube and he did a thing which was sort of like a YouTube version of Escape the Room and Glozell was one of the people that was on that. So that was my introduction to Glozell. Okay, cool. All right, well, here's your introduction to Allie Elliott. Allie, you are currently on Rob Has a Podcast. Uh-huh. Are you aware of Rob Has a Podcast? I am not. All right, so why are you on Survivor, Allie? <laughs> I'm on Survivor to win. Um, I actually have a large student loan, even though I was on a 50% scholarship for playing soccer. So that money would be ideal. But I think before the money actually is the winning, because I like to win. I'm very competitive. Um, I played soccer all my life. Um, even when I used, when my team used to tie, I would cry. So winning is everything. Cool. Who are you going to try to play like? People who've played Survivor before. Anybody that you want to model your game after? Um, I probably would want to model my game after Andrea. She seems smart. She seems competitive. She seems strong. Um, she does well. I think she kind of plays the hero role a little bit too much, where she can put a target on her back for a female. Um, but I like her. I feel like she's you know a little bit... Um, well-rounded. Um, I also would like to play with the drive of Michaela, not the personality as so much, because I feel like her social game needs work, but she definitely has that determination that if she needs to win, she will. Who's your least favorite Survivor player of all time? Least who who would you survivor. want to distance yourself from oh completely? Oh my gosh. Uh, is her name Abigail? Abby? Abby Maria? Is that who you're is thinking? The Brazilian? That's the one. Oh, Abigail God, Maria. God, man, if I had to hear... <laughs> the Abigail. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to say that so badly when Ben said, I'm not going to strand somebody in the ocean. I, I resisted the temptation, but this is uh, wow, too much strand talk in. in one you podcast. You gave in. You brought some Fear the Walking Dead into this Survivor podcast. I'm sorry to everybody. I apologize. Check out me and Josh's uh, latest Fear the Walking Dead recap on Posture Recaps for the uh, least organic plug here. All right. Oh uh, my back God. to Allie. That's incredible. Speak, like, honestly, my, like, like, if I went to hell for eternity, it would just be her voice playing on, like, like over and over and over because I don't know. And then they even brought her back one time. I'm like, do they not understand? Like, and this is not just me. Maybe everybody loves her and it's just me and I hate her. But I, I don't know why she's just not it. Fair enough. Uh, how do you plan to start your ideal day one? The game begins. You're with your tribe. How does that first day go? If it goes perfectly for you? Perfectly. Okay. So we would build an amazing five mansion shelter, um, five bedrooms. I wouldn't have to, I'm just kidding. Um, so I mean, that would be pretty great. I mean, I did say perfect. (laughs) You did say perfect, right? We'd have running water, um, a butler. No, Um, (laughs) that wouldn't be surviving. Um, no. So we would obviously get our camp together, you know, get everything together and it would probably be building an alliance with the majority. You know, I think that's ideal at the beginning because, you know, we're going to start out either in, in, you know, six people on our tribe or nine because it's usually teams of two or three um, and to either get in that majority. So, and if you're not in that majority, try to get in that majority. Try to, you know, because people, especially at the beginning of the game, all the relationships are new. So people aren't really, even though they say, oh, look, yeah, let's have an alliance. People say yes to everything and that's going to be me. You know, people say, hey, do you want to be on my alliance? Yeah, you know, over here. Yeah, because you don't want to say no to someone and then you get kicked out of that one and now, you know, you're stuck in no, you know, no man's land. And so my ideal... 
first day would be to get in that solid alliance and um and my other part of my ideal first day would be to have Patrick on my alliance or on my tribe so that way I could watch him. All right. Well, for the purpose of this podcast, people don't know your Patrick history. So oh. very briefly. Very briefly. I feel like this is something that would be worth rehashing. Gosh. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm actually playing on Survivor with someone I went to college with. We were neighbors. We lived across the street from each other. I think before I even met him, he moved my furniture into my house for me. Um, Yeah, and so our relationship is kind of... I don't know. I I hope he likes me. I mean, I feel like I've always been kind to him, but I feel like he's a very quirky kind of guy. He's very goofy. He's very all over the place. So my ideal day would be to have him on my tribe so I can watch him. That way he's not telling everybody that we know each other. And I hope he's not telling people we're best friends because I haven't seen this guy in three years. So, I mean, three years and all of a sudden we're on an island together. It's a pretty crazy story, honestly. (laughs) I'm still getting over it. Um, Are you going to spend any time looking for idols? Is that something that you plan? to do yeah I was trying to think how I would spend that time because you don't ever want to be caught out too much by yourself because people are going to be thinking oh well she's looking for the idol let's vote her out she possibly has one um so I was thinking maybe like on my bathroom breaks or maybe you know I'll say hey I'm getting up to go for a walk anybody want to go with they say no then that gives me a reason to go look for it you know so I've been thinking of kind of ways to get around that being by myself time how much survivor have you seen I have seen at least, of the 35 seasons, at least 20 or 21. So a lot of seasons. A lot of seasons. And you're a fan. I am a true fan. I am a real fan. I love Survivor. I never thought I would do it. I didn't know if I was capable, but here I am. I guess you're about to find out. I guess you're going to find out. Um, What was the best advice you received before you came out here from anybody? um, The best advice I received was... To, it was from my mom, and it was to enjoy this experience and uh, make sure that I understand and enjoy all the beautiful things around me every day and to be there for others. Um, because a lot of people, I think that I'm very strong-willed and strong-minded where a lot of people will need that person that they can kind of go to because it's going to be hard. Yeah, so I think that I'm going to take that and you know really try to invest in people more than I normally would. Cool. What's the sneakiest thing you're willing to do to win? <laughs> I don't know if it's allowed, but I think I think JT tried it. I'm going to go through, I don't know if it's allowed, but I'm going to go through the bags and see if somebody has an idol. And if they have it, can I take it or no? Uh, I think, I don't think you can. I think it's their idol, but I think you can but go why? through the bags. It doesn't have like, their name on it or anything. I don't know. You'll have to ask somebody for clarification. But I mean, I would be willing to um, because I'm like, if I found it, I found it. It doesn't matter where. It doesn't have to find. I mean, it might matter where. It depends on the rules, you know. But for me, I'm like, I found it. It doesn't. Hold up. I'd like to see somebody try that. Hey, I found <laughs> it. Hey, it's mine. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I, you got to imagine that this has been done before, no? I mean, Stephen and I have talked about this at length of the idea of taking somebody's idol that's on their person. Now, the I think that the interesting thing is if somebody like buries it and you find it, like what? It, like you didn't hide it in a good place. So is it up for grabs? Uh, I think that's part of the interesting uh, question. It'd be fun to see. <laughs> but you're willing to at least figure out the answer to that question. Oh, of course. Yes. And if it's, you know, if it's an open end, I'm like, yeah, sure. If nobody's at camp and I need an idol and I feel like somebody has it, they're probably going to have it on them, you know? Interesting. Um, what are the other players going to dislike about you? Is there something about you that's going to rub somebody wrong? Um, yeah, I think that people may think that 
I am too straightforward. I hope to hide it a little bit, but sometimes I just, you know, my it's just off the top of my head I say something. Um, and then also my facial expressions. I know that's something I have to work on. I tend to <laughs> react quicker with my face than with my brain. And so I think that I've got to make sure that I tone that down so people aren't, you know, feel offended or anything. Cool. Uh, final one for you. Pretty straightforward yet again. Why should people pick you to win Survivor Alley? Why are you going to be the person at the end of this game who's get, getting the million dollars? I think that people should pick me because I'm picking me. Um, because I'm well-rounded. I think that I'm smart, but I'm also athletic, and I think I also have that social game. So I think that I know that um, you know you need to be kind of a middle ground player. Um, I know that you know with your social game, you've got to kind of you know make sure you're not at the bottom, make sure you're not at the top with your competitive game, especially because if you win too much, they're going to definitely vote you out and blindside you. Um, and you know even with just at camp, you know I got to make sure I'm doing my work. You know whether it's you know getting food or getting you know it's kind of just being that overall you know just person that kind of does a little bit of everything but not too much because too much gets you voted out there you go Allie Elliot Allie Elliot Allie Elliot on the board now you know so can we talk a little bit about the Allie and Patrick of it all? Of course, because I, of course. Obviously, I remember the the person that said that, okay, I know somebody on this cast, but I had sort of just like uh, forgot it with all of the other information that's out there. But this is actually a, a pretty big deal because uh, not only does Allie seem to know Patrick, Patrick didn't mention anything about it when uh, we heard from him, but these two people are also going to be on the same trial of six correct that's correct they're both hustlers and it's also correct patrick did not say a word about this uh i had no clue about this at all until Allie brought it up to me first in uh in our two truths and a lie game uh and i was i was shocked i was really really blown away by that it is a big deal i think it's it's not entirely unprecedented right like there's the there's the brett and laura moret connection from survivor samoa um, but I don't think that they really knew each other. They just went to the same church together, if I'm remembering that right. Yeah. On Survivor of the Amazon, there was also there was something that like Ryan and Dave figured out very quickly that they had like a mutual acquaintance where they yeah. knew somebody. And, you know, so we've had this type of thing before. And I don't think that this was something that Survivor built in as sort of like a twist a la Big Brother of like, hey, let's take two people that know each other and we'll put them on the same tribe to see what happens to see if they could coexist. I don't yeah. think that this was built into the game like this. No, no, this is a happy act accident or an unhappy accident depending on how it plays out but i think that this was a, as much of a surprise to survivor as it is to us but i think this is a big thing in ali's favor and 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 in uh patrick's favor as well you know it sounds like the right guy that if he's like moving furniture considering that he's a mover so it's not like a case of mistaken identity it seems like that this is going to be something that if they play right could be a very powerful advantage for them well based on what you've heard from Allie now, and you've already heard from Patrick, you expect that this is a, a duo that can hide this and can play this effectively, or do you think that this is potentially problematic? Yeah, I think it's going to be something that's going to be a positive for them because they have this relationship where they know each other, and even just like having like a small thing of like, hey, we root for the same sports team, or or you you went to my alma mater. So I think it is something that sort of bonds people, and in the early goings 
I wouldn't imagine that either of these people is going to be targeted by the other one early on. I just think it's going to be at least a friendly face, not to say that they'll go, you know, all the way and make a, you know, a ride or die pact on day one and go 39 days with it. But I feel like at least that's a friendly face where I feel like that it really reduces the chances for me that either of those two players is going to be one of the first people that goes out. So outside of the Patrick of it all, what are your thoughts on Allie based on what you heard from her? Are you impressed? Are you liking Allie as a potential candidate to win here? What are you thinking about Allie outside of just the fact that there is this Bolton bombshell that's been dropped? (laughs) I wouldn't say that I have her as a winner candidate. The really tough part to figure for me is that this Hustlers tribe seems like such a disaster in the making where I don't know who's going to really be able to, you know, get this tribe to be where it needs to be from a leadership perspective. So I'm a little worried about just the overall flame out potential of this group. So I feel like that Ali could be a chaotic force in this where she's talking about going through people's bags and doing all sorts of, uh, you know, underhanded things or taking idols from people if she can get away with it. So I think that she is somebody who, you know, definitely has upside potential, but also has potential to be a uh, really disruptive figure in the cast. All right. Well, the entire Hustlers tribe is now on the board. We now have all but, I believe, four contestants uh, we've talked about here. You can make some moves here. You can be like Patrick and move things around uh, and slot these two people into your power rankings of the season. Ben Dreebergen and Allie Elliott. Where are they going to land in your active power rankings of the heroes, healers, and hustlers? Okay, so Ben, I'm going to have him higher up. I I did like a lot of the things that I heard from him. I am worried about the you know potential villain downside where we have a situation with Survivor where Jeff says like, well, I really like the Millennials versus Gen X cast because they were able to just play a game and there wasn't a lot of bitterness there, and it was like, hey. You beat me. Okay, I I would just tip my cap and that's really good uh, sportsmanship. But I get the sense from that particular cast, there weren't a lot of people that were on that season that were talking about how they really need that money to for their family. And in terms of like when you take it down to the final six or seven people in that cast, outside of Sunday, you didn't have a lot of people that were sort of the breadwinner for a family coming down to, I guess, uh, Ken as well. And then maybe he might be the person of that group who maybe had the most hard feelings towards the end. So I wonder, you know, if there are lines people are willing to cross when it comes down to, you know, bringing home the money for a family. And that's an easier thing to do of just walking away and not having any hard feelings when you are just a single person who is out there just playing the game for yourself. So that's the downside with Ben. But overall, I think it's a positive picture. And I will say that I have Ben now as my new number three. So I have Cole, Desi, Ben as my top three. And then I am going to slot Allie lower down. I'm going to actually, it works out that I have the three hustler women all in a row at 9, 10, and 11. 
I think that one of them is going to be in trouble early. I don't know necessarily which one it's going to be. I have Lauren, Ali, Simone back to back to back at 9, 10, and 11. So through 14 people, my winner power rankings are Cole, Desi, Ben, Ryan, Devin, Chrissy, JP, Mike, Lauren, Ali, Simone, Ashley, Patrick, and then Katrina. All right. Four more people to discuss. Uh, We're going to get into that very soon here. We are going to return to the healers and the heroes tribe for our next two castaways. We're going to be talking about the nurse practitioner, Jessica Johnston, and we are going to be talking about retired NFL player Alan Ball, not the creator of True Blood. Got it. Uh, that'll be fun. I think that those will be good. Uh, very, very. Uh, it's certainly in the case of Jessica, it'll be very uh, bright and bubbly. And uh, Alan's pretty funny as well. So I think that they'll they'll have some uh, they'll have some hot takes for us for sure. Okay, looking forward to that. I mentioned on the end of the last podcast that we did that we have a brand new events page for Rob as a podcast up since that podcast. I have now added that to the nav bar on Rob as a website.com. So you can check out everywhere that Rob as a podcast is going here in the fall of 2017 for survivor 35. That's at Rob has a website.com slash events. And if you are a patron of Rob as a podcast, don't forget to check your Patreon account for the discount code for some of those events that we are going to be doing this fall. So be on the lookout for that. That's all at Rob as a website.com slash patron. Josh, looking forward to the next first one out. If anybody has missed any of that stuff, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Go to robisawebsite.com slash iTunes to not miss any of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I co-sign on that. I think that's a good idea. It's a solid plan. Seems like a, it seems like a good plan. It's a solid plan. plan. Stick, let's stick to that plan. Okay. All right. Can't wait to come back in our next entry along the way. Hope you have a good one. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.